Oh, dear. Episode 11, here we go. Welcome back to Oh Dear, presented by Bose Bar and Stage. Uh, another episode coming at you from the basement over Zoom because Alberta sucks and, and so does the weather. So this is what we've got for now. As always, a huge thank you to Bose Bar and Stage, our presenting sponsor. A reminder, especially right now, they are open for takeout. Get in there, support them, do what you can. It, it's tough times for the restaurant industry right now. And you know what? Bose does a great job still, some great takeaway meals. Lots of stuff you can buy from them. And of course, we always want to give a shout out too to their podcast, which uh, keeps growing and has some uh, amazing guests on it. So check out The Road, The Stage as well. Uh, probably when you get about a third of the way through this and decide you don't want to listen to these idiots anymore. And I'm Ted Emmett. Thanks for joining us again. A special shout out to Odir's unofficial lawyer. Uh, he doesn't know that he represents us, but he does, whether he likes it or not. Episode 11 sponsor, Louis Corvo from Warren Sinclair, LLP. And of course, we'll hear from Louis in a little bit. He was our feature interview for this episode as well. But first, as always, we're going to check in with the rest of the gang here, and we're going to switch things up a little bit, switch up the order, and introduce Kevin Walsh first, because now it's his turn to celebrate his 10th episode of Oh Dear, so happy anniversary, and like the old saying goes, he's an episode late and a foot short. So, Kevin, how's it going? <laughs> ah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, it feels great to make it to episode 10. I never thought we'd get here, but here we are. Uh, you know what? I'm in a pretty good mood. The Oilers are uh, headed to the playoffs, and so I'm I'm excited to watch some playoff hockey. How's those Flames doing, Ted? Oh, they're gonna have a. They've got lots of time to train in the off season. They're gonna be fresh whenever the next season starts. You can't even golf right now in Alberta. Yeah. Well, you can. London, I can. Uh, fair point. <laughs> Together. Yeah. And hey, on that note, he's never come across a word he couldn't use incorrectly. Dustin Moore, how's it going? Hey, hey you're pretty easy on me tonight. <laughs> I was, yeah. I appreciate that. Again, mixed feelings, just like the last episode. Pretty exciting, like Kevin said, to be on episode 11. I heard a stat the other day that said most podcasts average about seven episodes before they're done. So to see us, four absolute nobodies from Red Deer to get to episode 11 is pretty cool. So thanks everyone for the support. And, you know, as we sit here today, it was a beautiful night after a, a hail and a rainstorm during our Louis interview. So that was interesting. But again, I'm I'm happy. First time in your life you've ever been able to say you're better than average, hey? <laughs> Man, is that what I sound like? That's mean. <laughs> that was, that was I, pretty mean. And on that note... I'm just picking <laughs> up Ted Slack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I'm going to introduce the man who's never come across a salad, Ryan Lund. How's it going? <laughs> Thanks, Ted. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy too. Uh, weather's good. I can golf. Uh, weather's in the playoffs. Things are, things are going pretty good for me. I'm glad to know that. Now I'm feeling good going into the rest of this episode. And hey, great timing because as always, we're going to kick things off with the GLAD game. The GLAD game is brought to you by DNA Plumbing and Heating, Central Alberta's plumbing and heating experts. Have a leak? No hot water? DNA is here for you, serving Sylvan Lake and Central Alberta with 24-hour service and seven days a week. If you're looking to give your kitchen or a bathroom a facelift, visit DNA showroom specialist Mike Dempster for expert advice and assistance. Learn more at dnaplumbing.ca. 
You know, I never really kick off the glad game. So I think today I'm going to kick it off because mine is pretty specific to a person. We don't normally do this, but I'm going to give one of our good friends a shout out because he does deserve it. Keith Henderson. We know him as Cleith. I have to give him a shout out. He runs our, our Saturday poker games all winter. Every Saturday night, there's sometimes upwards of 20 people on there. And if you know Keith, you know that on the best of days, math is not his strong suit. So you add in anywhere between one and 12 beer, and he's trying to track everyone buying in, keeping track of the money, getting guys to pay. Like It's a lot of work, and he loves to do it. And then at 1 a.m., he always FaceTimes us just to say goodnight. So I think uh, as far as you know, our social lives go, that was a big part of our, our last year and a bit. And really the only way we stayed in touch with with a lot of our other friends. So Keith, thank you so much for doing that. You do deserve a shout out. And I know there are lots of Keiths out there doing stuff like that and doing what they can just to keep everyone together and, and a little bit of sanity. And I will too, I think he actually was the first ever listener of this podcast because he was one of the test listeners before we even aired episode one to make sure we didn't suck too bad. And ever since he's listened to every episode, he sits through every Instagram live, like all of it. So Keith, cheers to you. Attaboy, Handy. We love you, Keith. There you go, sucking up again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, happy happy Mother's Day, everybody. <laughs> I'll, I'll go next. Uh, I'm glad for Red Deer finally having direction, Red Deer College, I guess, having direction on where they're going to go. They're going to be a polytechnic institution. And this one's pretty cool because my wife's a professor at the college right now. I don't think they have the name set in stone of what where they're going to go with, but they're instituting a, a Bachelor of Science degree. It's one of their first test degrees. So pretty cool. She's involved in the science program. She gets to help develop the program. We're going to be keeping kids local to get their degree versus sending them off to other universities and and hopefully keeping them in the city after, after they're done college or, or with the polytechnic. So pretty cool. Glad for that. I'll go next here. Uh, this one's not really Red Deer or Alberta related, but it's uh, Canada related. Yeah, that's uh, where we live. Yeah, yeah. So that still counts. We live in the Pacific region. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we're in the no, Arctic region. We're in the Alberta. Atlantic yeah. region. Atlantic. <laughs> we're in the uh we're in the Midwest. <laughs> uh so I don't know if you guys heard today, but one of the cryptocurrency creators of uh Ethereum, uh he donated a billion dollars to to India to help with their their COVID oh, uh surge God. right now. So uh, he obviously donated it in his in his cryptocurrency and I know everyone's got their own feelings about it, but when it can make real world when it can affect real world world situations it's uh, it shows that it actually it's actually doing something good and he's canadian too so yeah that's the first real big donation i think i think it's one of the largest personal donations that's been made towards the fight against covid so far so hopefully more billionaires uh, follow suit wow that you, you guys both were so good and i talked about keith yeah. <laughs> and, his, and his keith running a, an excel spreadsheet for poker they're all equally important yeah to be fair keith held our friend group together there over some rough months yeah, so so we're all good <laughs> Uh, maybe a little controversial, but just wanted to comment that I am glad that the city of Red Deer has decided to keep funding the Westerner Park. Some say, you know, they've run the business poorly and they shouldn't need this money. But, you know, at the end of the day, we are in the middle of a pandemic. And I, I read the article yesterday and kind of stepped back and thought about it. 
and the Westerner Park, not just the Centrium, but all the grounds. We all know about Westerner Days, but that creates a huge economic boost to not only Red Deer, but just Central Alberta as a whole. I mean, you can't find a hotel room when Westerner Days are on or uh, AgriTrade or any big trade show that comes through here. Um, we get, we're starting to get some really good concerts in there. And I'm, I'm glad that the city was able to fund it, but also it seems like they're taking a lot harder stance and I hope they follow through with that. Can you imagine if they don't give that funding and Westerner Park basically shuts down? Think about the land that that place encompasses and what we'd be losing, like just empty space. Yeah, the Centrium, the house that Dustin Moore built. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, what we'd miss so much. Yeah, there it is. Uh, yeah, so, Dustin's pointing to a jersey because yeah. he forgets that this is a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> His own jersey. Use the video, Ted. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. You know, well, it's a good thing. I think there's still a lot of work to do and I hope the city uh, can follow through and, and they put a lot of focus on this because it's really important to our city. So. Yeah, I agree with that. I think at least anyone who's listening to this who was maybe against it, I think you turned them. Maybe. You you lawyered the hell out of that. <laughs> and hey, Lund, what, what do we call that in the radio business? We call it flipping the script. Ah, yeah. Or a segue, but that's that's both because we're... <laughs> we're <laughs> one of these days, every time I lob one up to you, you just... It's the biggest whiff. Well, you're not a very good setter, I guess. No. <laughs> no. No. No, I'll work on that. But... It is time now to move into our interview with episode sponsor, Louis Corvo from Warren Sinclair. Uh, a great conversation. We actually just had it a couple hours ago, like we mentioned, outside uh, in the rain. Got nice at the end, but we managed to fandangle a little bit of a canopy and make it happen. So without further ado, here we go. All right. Well, a little rain ain't bringing us down. We are still here in the backyard with Louis Corvo, who uh, doesn't know it, but is our, the unofficial lawyer of the Oh Dear podcast and uh, and our episode sponsor as well. So Louis, the forecast was looking a little grim. We already canceled on you once. So thanks for coming uh, for just some described audio. We're sitting under a, a tent with a couple umbrellas propping it up right now. So we MacGyvered the hell out of this just to have Louis here. So Louis, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, first of all, if you're going to say I'm your lawyer, I'm going to need a retainer. Uh, that's official policy. So Yeah, and we, we gave you a beer. So We don't <sighs> have a dentist. What do you mean by retainer? Oh. Okay, well, that, a good just, one. that just kicked off the interview. Awesome. boy, Dustin. <laughs> Stay hot. So, Louis, first off, you know, we're excited to have you on because you're one of those guys that you're a huge member of the community and you're so humble and you don't really put yourself out there a lot. You just do it to do it. And people don't even know how big of a, a piece of the community you really are. So we're happy to have you and start off, I guess you're a Red Deer transplant as well. You come from the East Coast, which is pretty cool. But just talk about your, your time in Red Deer and, and what you do both professionally and I guess if recreationally, if there is such a thing for lawyers. I've been in Red Deer for almost seven years now. I, I, I came here May long, 2014. So that's pretty close to seven years here. Wow. Happy anniversary. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Lucky seven. Hopefully it's going to be a good year. Yeah. I, I've been here for seven years. I moved here to uh, start uh, practicing law as an articling student at uh, Warren Sinclair. And then, yeah, after I'm not busy working at, at the office, I play some golf while well, I pretend to golf. I just suck at it really bad, but uh, play some hockey in the winter when it's not COVID and 
I like to ride my motorcycle once in a while. So. Oh, I didn't even know that about you. So that that makes you even cooler. Yeah. Well, some people call me an organ donor, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's important. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, it's it's it, it's fun. It's good to relax and enjoy the countryside. It's quite beautiful out there. So. What kind of motorcycle do you have? It's an old 1980 CX500. And we all know exactly yeah, what you mean. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 one yeah, of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's <laughs> yeah. a nice one. 500 horsepower, right? Yeah, kind of. Not not horsepower. CC. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, you got it, Kev. You're same exposed. difference. Yeah. Same difference. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I like to uh, volunteer with the Piper Creek Optimist Club. I used to be on the board of, uh, used to be called the Youth and Volunteer Center. Now it's called the U- Youth HQ, which also has uh, Big Brother, Big Sister, Boys and Girls Club. And I'm also uh, the president for the French Canadian Association in Red Deer. Wow. So I'm learning yeah. lots here today. <laughs> yeah. So I've been president for a year, board member with them for two years now so are you fluent like fluent both languages yeah i i I actually grew up french canadian english is my second language yeah so we'll redo this interview in french then and we can open up to a whole new demographic is what you're saying (laughs) (laughs) we (laughs) so you are you're from new brunswick what is that like because you're tell us exactly where you're from in new brunswick but then coming from small town east coast to red deer's like it's still a one of the biggest cities in Alberta. So it's got to be quite a change. No, absolutely. I grew up uh, in a small town called Clare in New Brunswick. If you ever look at a map of New Brunswick, it kind of has a square shape and it has like this weird little panhandle part of it. I grew up in that little panhandle there, just squished between the state of Maine and uh, the province of Quebec. It's about 10 minute drive, uh, let's say north to Quebec. So can you go get beers at 18 and go to the gentleman's club there and all that. But uh, yeah, and the state of Maine is actually just across the river, kind of Red Deer North, Red Deer South. My parents' property was right on the river. So you get out every morning, it's just the river and then the state of Maine right there. And then uh, you come to Red Deer Yeah, and there's a field <laughs> Yeah, and then there's another field. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I, I it, it is a quite, quite a different landscape for sure. I grew up northern New Brunswick. It's kind of all hills and, you know, it's in the Appalachian Mountains, right? So it's kind of not hillbilly country, but kind of it's everybody's a lumberjack or uh, works in a chicken farm or potato farm or that kind of that kind of stuff. So pretty different landscape for sure. But uh, in the fall, I do miss the colors. There's something I remember the first time I came out to Alberta in 2012 to work a summer job. I just couldn't believe how open things are, right? Just it's flat and it's just you <laughs> nothing's just, open anymore no yeah 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 <laughs> yeah but uh, just the the open space it's quite interesting that that way but um do miss some, certain things for sure so we know about your roots now uh from being out east so why and how did you get to red deer like why warren sinclair how did how did that come about uh there's different versions to it to be perfectly honest depending who you ask but uh well we were asking you <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> no because i know i know you guys know the guys that could tell a different story but uh <laughs> after doing my undergrad at uh the university of ottawa i went to law school at the university of moncton in new brunswick uh the university of moncton is a is a francophone university and the, there's also a law school program there because in new brunswick there's 30% of the population that's first language French. So they there's a need to train lawyers that understand, obviously they're lawyers, but also that can practice it in French to basically better serve their clients. So went to law school, got accepted. First day I get I get in there, I'm sitting there. It's like that first initiation. Everybody's you know trying too hard, wearing a suit. I'm wearing shorts and a t-shirt. <laughs> and then this guy walks in, this tall guy with long hair. 
And I'm like, oh, who's this guy? Whatever. I start talking to him, huge Anglophone accent. I'm like, okay, where's this guy from? He's like, oh, I'm from Red Deer, Alberta. I was like, first of all, <laughs> I've heard Red Deer once on a map. Like I've heard of it before. <laughs> have no idea where it is, right? He's like, oh, then anyway, so we came really good buddies. For those that know him, is it's Michael Sinclair. He's a he's oh, he, no way. <laughs> I haven't heard this story. That's awesome. He, he's he's a lawyer at uh, Warren Sinclair as well. So we became good buddies, drinking buddies, to be perfectly honest, at, in law school. And then at the end of the first year, I'd just done through a breakup with with my girlfriend at the time. I didn't really have any, any plans for the summer. It was 2012 in Alberta. Mike was just saying, Hey man, you should just come to Red Deer, find yourself uh, an easy job and we'll just party all summer you know hang out in red deer <laughs> so i was like that's that sounds great so anyways long story short i find a job tell him that and then he says hey my parents offered if you want to stay with us you know there's an extra room instead of shacking up with random people for two months right so show up at his parents place and for those that don't know uh Don Sinclair, Mike's dad is the Sinclair of Warren Sinclair. And I got to know them that summer. And then one night, this is Don and Mike's version is that I brought Don out for beers and got him drunk and convinced him to give me a job. <laughs> and my version is, is he said, you want to go for a beer? And then I saw an opportunity and asked for a job. <laughs> so that's how it, it happened. And then that was after first year of law school. And then during my the summer between second and third year, Don called me and said, hey, the firm's offering you a job if you want to be an articling student. And I accepted it and came here 2014 and here I am seven years later. Wow. And you haven't looked back, eh? Haven't looked back. So are there, uh, in, in Red Deer here, are you the only Francophone lawyer or are there quite a few? I would say I'm the only French first language lawyer, but uh, Mike Sinclair and his brother, John Sinclair at, at our firm also went through the University of Moncton to law school. So they would they would be able to do it. Yeah. Now, Red Deer has never struck me as a, a French rich community, but I, I guess nope. they're out there, right? So Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I get some opportunities with a lot of clients, a lot of, um, you know, people from either their Franco Alberns or expats from Eastern Canada that have companies or whatnot, and they need a will, real estate, whatever, right? Business work, uh, corporate work, divorces. <laughs> so that's, that's a question we should ask. What what do you actually specialize in? Walsh is upset. He was ready to ask that and Lund jumped in. Just jumped right in. Got to be quick. You got to be quick on the draw. I was sitting here like this. You you're always look. you're always sitting there you're, like you this. You might how, have a domestic how am I dispute to, to settle here, Louis, right now. Yeah. <laughs> Well, guys, I have enough attention to all of you equally, so take your time. It's okay. Deal with Ryan You'll get first. your turn. You'll get your turn. Good luck beating that question, Kev. Oh, he just <laughs> lawyered the shit out of you, Walsh. <laughs> Kev, sustained. <laughs> <laughs> you remember the question now? <laughs> I do. I do. I do. What I specialize in. Well, you don't want to say, hey, I, I do this only, and then people think you don't do other things, right? I tell people... Call me, and if I can't help you, I'll find you the person to help you. Our firm, we have about 18, 19 lawyers. Honestly, we do most of everything under the sun, other than criminal defense law or high-end immigration stuff, right? Because there's not a federal court here, so there's not really a lot of opportunity for work for that. But other than that, call us. We'll we'll be able to help you for sure. I mean, yeah. So do you have an aspect of law that, I don't know if the words enjoy that, whether you you feel you're best at or you enjoy the most, you know the most about? I do enjoy, to be perfectly honest, I enjoy doing the, the, the estate planning 
it's a bit morbid for people to talk about their death and and if they're going to be incapacitated and all that. But at the end of the day, I really enjoy it. I find they're very important documents because we get calls from people say, hey, my dad, you know, Alzheimer's, no power of attorney. The bills aren't getting paid. What do I do? So, well, you got to you gotta get a court order to become their guardian and it's six month process and it's really unfortunate. But um, what I concentrate on is separations, prenups and cohabitation agreements real estate and wills. I specialize in, <laughs> in separations too, actually, in a different way. So, is, yeah. is that right? So co- cohabitation, <laughs> would that be London Ted? Yes. So here's oh. the thing. In in Alberta, you can be... Con- yeah. <laughs> don't, don't give him any yeah, ideas, we please. Need please we need don't answers. give him any in Al- ideas. In Alberta, you can be considered common law even though you're not dating. In your case, it would be, you're not related, so you can definitely be considered common law. Ted, we need to talk later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this is a legit question though, but he, he's paying rent so does that doesn't that nullify all that that common law stuff doesn't matter he could argue that you're getting rich on his back because you're accumulating equity yeah. in the house <laughs> yeah all that getting all that tenement money yeah, yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> so sh- shifting back a little bit to when you mentioned not really any criminal defense you guys don't do any criminal defense in court is that right correct so would that be you know for the average person who knows nothing about law how similar is it to Suits on TV? You watch Suits? <laughs> well, I've been. I've actually started rewatching that the last couple of days, just because we booked you to do the interview, and I started thinking about lawyers. And that's how you do your uh, due diligence, hey Ted. Yeah, yeah. I watch Legally Blonde to prepare for this. Interview. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Yeah. I, if you're gonna watch something Legally Blonde, is probably better. Who's the Harvey Specter in the Office? I don't know. Th- those characters are very. Uh, made up yeah yeah you mean you can't go from selling weed to being a lawyer in a matter of 16 minutes that'd be nice yeah (laughs) so we've talked now about louis the lawyer i apologize if that catches on because that's actually a a terrible nickname but let's talk about louis the person i know i can't speak for any of the other three guys i met you specifically through the piper creek optimist club and a little embarrassingly i still remember it's one of those things that every now and then randomly think about at night because i ran into you at the arkells concert in calgary this was probably good four or five years ago louis came up started talking to me and this is going on i had no idea who he was at all and he's being super friendly and going and finally it's like one of those times where you have to bite the bullet i was like sorry man i can't quite like put a name to your face then mike sinclair walks up and immediately clicked me who it was, I was like i could have faked it for like 12 more seconds and had to avoid that because you look <laughs> so hurt too so this is this is just my opportunity to to say I'm sorry for that. And I, I think about it all the time still. Well, I did not remember that. <laughs> <laughs> that moment was erased from my memory. Yeah, that apology you wasn't have a, for you. It was met, for me. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. To yourself. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I just so I feel, I feel Now yeah. you can better. stop thinking about it. Yeah. yeah. That's it. That's exactly why I did it. But so you have been part of the Optimist Club for a long time too. And we talked about it already a couple episodes ago, but you know, you've been on the board now a couple of years and you're, you're leaving a, a pretty cool legacy with this scholarship that's going, I think there's a couple months left in this first year. Just talk a bit about that experience and what that's been like for you. Cause I know Walsh and I are, are on the committee for that too. And it's, it's been a, a pretty cool thing to do and something different that we haven't done before. I think it was at the beginning of my time on the board with Piper Creek. Dustin was still on the board then. And I can't remember who brought it up, but someone said, maybe we should do uh, look into getting a scholarship or some kind of award. And uh, I know Ted kind of said, yeah, that would be great. I, I, I think that's a good idea. And then the opportunity kind of came up and um, I said, yeah, I can, I can look into it. 
got some information and then eventually slowly but surely this year we kind of pulled the trigger on it and got everything together actually uh, then we formed this committee under uh, our great dear leader mr lund thanks Lee. well I mean, the, I'll, I'll allow it. Yeah. Well, the guy in the suit over there is pretty, pretty threatening right now. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to toe the line here. But uh, Kevin was actually on the, on the committee as well. And yeah, we pulled the trigger. Now it's out. Go look it up. If you think you qualify, uh, you know, make an application and we'll review it. And I want to commend you too, because it was your idea to make this not even as much of a scholarship as just an award, right? For, for youth around the community who give back and whether you're going to post-secondary, like university, college, anything like that, or just a program, I think that one example you use was even makeup school, right? If you're doing something to further your education or to, to move into a career that costs money, you're eligible for this scholarship. And I thought that was something I never would have even, even thought of. So yeah, no, that's the thing, right? Sometimes, especially our organization, we we have a lot of professionals in, in, in our group, but also people that, from all walks of life. But we all do the same thing as involve our, you know, involve in the community to volunteer and, and to raise money for the kids. It would defeat the purpose to not give a chance to all the kids, especially kids that do exactly what we do is involve themselves and help other people. So I think it's a great opportunity for to encourage young people, teenagers to get involved in the community. And also maybe we'll get future members part of the club. I think there's a part of that too, to always think about succession. I think we need a new president still, right, Lund? Yeah, let's, yeah. Right after high school, just come be president of the club. Why I mean, not? you're leaving that seat pretty hot. So I don't know if it'll yeah, be- Big shoes to fill it. Yeah, okay. exactly. By the way, Dustin, I don't think you got Louis's joke about the guy in the suit. He's talking about Lund's bodyguard because he's the president. Yeah, I, I missed it all. I, <laughs> I thought that Louis was just making fun of Lund for wearing sweatpants in the interview again. Yeah, that's what I honest. thought. You mentioned you're the president of the Canadian Francophone Association in Correct. Red Deer? Correct. How many members do you guys have? We've got about 70 members right now. Most of our activities are driven that if you're not a member, you can still come. Right. But uh, So it's more like a, provides a social aspect? Correct. That's that's straight up what it is. It, it's it's an, really, it's a, a long time ago, it, 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 it probably had a bit more of a political goal to it, but now it's mostly just We'll, we'll, well, with COVID, it's, it's impossible, right? But we'll, we'll set up just like go grab some coffee somewhere, have a beer somewhere. The owners of the ABC Country restaurant are Franco Manitobans. So they support us a lot. So anytime we want to do a, a Christmas dinner or, uh, we also do in, in the spring, we do, the winter carnival, kind of like, you know, maple taffy on snow and, and beans and just like traditional sugar shack food. What's but, a uh, traditional sugar shack? Well, no, no. It, it sounds awesome. No, I it, can it, see Ted drooling. From here. <laughs> traditional, modern, I don't care. Yeah. You, got, you had me at sugar shack. Yeah. Well, for those that don't know, it, it's just maple comes from trees and, and oh. usually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you'd be amazed. Some, I guess some people don't know that. <laughs> So usually it's a farm, right? Someone will have 500 to 1,000 maple trees and then they, they harvest the, the, the maple water and then they boil it to create the syrup, all the levels of maple product. But also normally what would happen is that the people would have kind of like a log cabin or just a, a shack, but people could go and then they serve traditional food like bacon, sausage, beans, pancakes, uh, meat pies, like tortillas and stuff like that, right? So it's it's uh, it's really uh, it's a great time uh, in the spring to go there when when you're in an area of Canada that has that. My one question that I came into this interview and I really wanted to know was not that lawyers have the like scary oh you're talking about lawyers, but like how like when you're sitting at home <laughs> when you when you're sitting at home and you're like 
you're looking at a document or thinking about a will or like how little or how big are you guys at Warren Sinclair? Like, is it as, if somebody has a question about law, do they just call the office or, or how does that work? Like you just call the office, you call the office, say, Hey, I'd like to talk to someone. Either we're busy or the assistant will book you in, or if we're available, you'll get transferred directly and someone will talk to you. We'll answer your questions, whether it's a cost question or a process question. And if it's more related to the law itself, you'll be transferred to a lawyer or booked a time to talk to someone. And um, yeah, don't hesitate. Just call. There's no, honestly, I know it sounds cliche, but there's no stupid questions. I mean, there is some stupid questions. Don't test Dustin. Yeah, Yeah, well, no, but, but, but at the end of the day, if it's in relation to your life, there's no stupid question. Maybe it's an easy answer for me because I do that all the time. I deal with it every day. But for you, for that person, it, it is a big help. And I guess that's why we're in this, right? So I guess where that question came from is I've seen or come across or had to fill out documents that contain a lot of legal terms that I have no idea about. Do I book a meeting and say, hey, what does this mean? Like, what am I signing? Or like, is that something you guys come across? Yeah, we, we, have, we have lots of people that call. Um, sometimes it's hey, I got to sign this commercial lease and it has to be signed in front of a... Sometimes the the landlord wants it to be signed in front of independent legal advice in front of a lawyer. Sometimes it's just in front of a witness or they want us to review it. And then turns out it's, you know, Friday at 1130 and has to be given to the landlord at 4 p.m. that day, right? And that kind of stuff. That's a bit annoying, but... Uh, if we're able to do it, we do it, right? But uh, at the end of the day, yeah, we get calls all the time. We have people that someone wants their passport notarized because they're trying to work in Dubai. Some people that have separation agreements that's been prepared by another lawyer and they want to they want to sign it. So yeah, absolutely. You you call. There's no, like I said, there's no silly questions, and and you'll you'll be directed the right way. And that was a good question. You took the long way there to yeah, ask it, it but it was a while. good question. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've got a, I've got a couple questions for you, Luke. Have you heard any good lawyer jokes lately? I have not, but I have a good one though. Okay, go. That's I want to know what I want to hear a lawyer joke from a lawyer. If you, oh, do you? Yeah. Okay. If you can tell it. So this guy, he has three sons, and he's an older gentleman, and he's you know sitting in his backyard thinking about his life, and he thinks about his son. First one's a doctor, second son's an engineer, the third one's a lawyer. So he thinks about that, and then one day his sons come over, have a beer and whatnot, and he tells his sons, you know what, guys, I put you guys through school. Because of me now, you guys are have good money, you have good careers, you're really successful, and I truly believe it's because of me. So I want you guys that when I die, I want you to put $100,000 in my casket with me then that I'll be buried with just so you guys get some skin in this game as well, like I did for you. I'm not benefiting from your success. So eventually, like 10 years later, dad passes away and the will is like, remember what I told you guys, you got to do it. So first son comes up and he's the doctor and teary eyed and goes, he's, he's sad because his dad died. He's not crying because he has to give the money. So he goes and lays out all this money and all just perfect $50 bills, just right on his dad, tells his (laughs) prayers, whatever, then goes and leaves. Second son comes the engineer because he's an engineer. He's got the bills just all wrapped up perfectly. And so he puts that, all of that there just perfectly says his prayers, walks away. Lawyer's son comes, goes on his knees, does his thing, stands up, grabs his briefcase, puts all the cash in the briefcase, writes a check for $300,000, puts it in the <laughs> casket and walks away. <laughs> you know, like I said, you, you may have lived in Red Deer for seven years, but the way you told that joke and how long it was, was you're still an East Coaster at heart too. Like, I love it the whole time. I was like, oh yeah, this is like being back with my dad's family too. So 
in all your time at Warren Sinclair, do you have one one meeting or one client that sticks out with like the craziest request or the the silliest question or the well, I you ever I, heard of attorney client privilege? You don't, he doesn't have to name the client. No, 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 like, no, no. I won't explain the situation or something. Yeah, I won't name John Smith by name, but <laughs> <laughs> I won't name Dustin Moore. <laughs> Dustin Moore, yeah, got his wife's middle name. Yeah, that's yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's another story. Yeah, <laughs> with Louis. There's lots. There's lots from different levels, right? From when you start as an articling student, you're just blown away by some things. But the one that really, really sticks out, and I'll remember for the rest of my life, it was a cold call. The receptionist calls me. She says, Louie, there's this guy here. I'm not sure what he wants. He wants to talk to a lawyer. He's kind of insistent. So I go meet with this guy, comes in, seems like a decent guy. He's like, hey, how's it going? Good. You? Yeah. We sit down and uh, he goes and says, so I'm going to start with this directly. He's like, so I got arrested with weed in my car. I'm like, okay, that criminal defense. Like I, I go, oh, we don't really, he's like, no, no, I'm okay with that. So the, the gentleman, <laughs> the gentleman, the gentleman was a free man of the land. Oh yeah. Like believes that the laws don't apply to him. And uh, yeah, he went on this rant and I said, Hey man, how much of that weed you have left? Cause that's good stuff. <laughs> like seriously. <laughs> I was like, that's really good stuff you're smoking there. It's a pretty funny, and I'm not going to get into the, to the the details because, you know, I don't want to be a typical East Coaster and talk for an hour. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, well, we got through, through all the lawyer talk. Now the sun is out, but we're talking about the scholarship already. It's May, it's grad season. So not only, not only do we want to celebrate grad season a bit, Louie, but I want to see how well you can lawyer your way out of some of these questions. You know, in, in high school yearbooks, there's always the superlatives, right? Most likely to do this or who, who was that? So let's hypothetically pretend we're all a high school class or, or colleagues, as Dustin would say, high school oh colleagues. My God, let's keep bringing up the past episodes. <laughs> So we want to know, we just want to hear your, your best answer for all of these uh, out of the four of us. No feelings will get hurt. We can take it. Is there Probably a right maybe. or wrong answer? No, this no. is exactly just specifically what Fully you subjective? think based on what you know nice. about the four of us. So we're going to call okay. this the high school deer book. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if I like that, but I, I said it. Yeah, I don't know what to think about that. So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with an easy one. Who would you vote cutest couple? Dustin and Walsh or me and Lund? Oh, man. I would say you and Lund. My feelings are because they're common law. The good guys. Yeah. Probably because they're already mustache. legally a couple. So it looks like <laughs> Louis, it looks like Louis trying to get some business yeah. out of this. <laughs> hey, we never, never told him not to. Yeah. All right, I'll go next. My first question: Who is most likely to miss a meeting because of oversleeping? I want to say probably Ted. Yeah, I missed like three scholarship committee meetings in a row. So. <laughs> Fair answer. Then. Yeah. Who's the most likely to get ID'd when they're forty? You. <laughs> I mean, you asked that you you asked that for yourself. So yeah, you oh, shave, yeah, shave your beard, man, and yeah, yeah. I want to look yeah. young. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Good one. Most likely to get arrested, man. It's a close. It's 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 a tight race, but I'm gonna say probably Dustin. Yeah, <laughs> was Lund second place? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who out of the four of us would you think would would be the teacher's pet? And there is a right answer to this one because the. There's three of us that would agree. I want to say, you know, Kevin right off the bat because he's more of the, you know, academic guy. But I want to say probably you, Ted. I would be teacher's pet. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, by the way, happy Mother's Day to everyone is my answer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree with Ted. Yeah, I, I would. I honestly would think Dustin would be teacher's pet. I'm like, No. He's, he's just, he's a. I got he's 50 a, in high school. Yeah, but you're still a suck up. Yeah, I definitely wasn't the teacher's pet. 
I'm talking now, now though. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I'd get a hundred too. <laughs> <laughs> Who's most likely to act in the adult film industry? Oh, that's a tough one. Lundy. <laughs> Thanks buddy. Hey, he Thanks be, buddy. There wouldn't be any acting. I, I don't have any, uh, you know, anatomy references whatsoever, <laughs> but, uh, I, I just think, you know, I'm a performer, Louie, so I'll take it. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I'm glad I answered, oh, asked man. that question. Yeah. <laughs> Most likely to uh, win a Grammy. Well, who of you is, is that music? Maybe yeah, for music, spoken right? word album is probably the yeah, best. Yeah, who of you is, oh, well, for I, spoken word. I play a recorder. Like, does comedy, does comedy go in Grammy? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Dustin. Know. Dustin is one of the funniest guys I know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know right. if there's a Grammy for accidental comedy, but he would hey, win it. I'll take it. Well, you could win for the producer because you just put a mic on him and you just. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Who's most likely to win the Hunger Games? Oh, that's a good one. Well, I'm always hungry. So. Yeah. <laughs> Hunger Games? The, the battle to the death. I don't know. I've seen I've seen Dustin play hockey. He's got a pretty mean slap shot. He's pretty strong. So I would say Dustin for the win for that one. I'm on fire, boys. I'm on fire. I think I know the answer to this one, and I hope you do too, Louie. Who is most likely to burn down the house while cooking? Is it you, Lundy? <laughs> uh, that's not my answer. No, actually, I wouldn't say. No. Lund, Lund cooks some terrible meals, but he I, won't I've burn left down the, the barbecue house? on a couple, well, at least once. Oh, so that's <laughs> you? Or the oven. Oh, really? Yeah. Dustin, have you left the barbecue on or no, the oven? No, I thought he might go you, though, because I've heard about your meals. Yeah, just from Ted, though. That's yeah, who's likely to give someone botulism, but he, he does turn, well, he doesn't even turn the crock pot on, so it couldn't burn the house down. God, you forgot to turn it all the way up one time, and all of a sudden it's like that's the how you end make of the cold world. soup. You, I mean, hopefully you have this. I was going to ask this. I thought we'd all be wearing shorts. I thought it'd be nicer. But who would you vote nicest legs? Hmm. Yeah, Linda can pull his sweatpants up. Nice tan line. Um, hmm. I've never been put on a spot to judge a man's uh, body before. Yeah. Well, then you haven't lived. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the same. Yeah. I'm going to say Kevin. He's oh, a runner. He's fit. Smallest nice and, calves yeah, that we found out. Nice and mm-hmm. short. Like, But it's all muscle. Allegedly. Yeah, mine too. All right, so last one. Who would be voted most suitable to bring home to mom and dad? Like, I'll wear, I'll wear real pants if they bring me home to mom and dad. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> he picture, won't. Just picture that. I would say you, Ted. Oh, I'd, I'd say you're wrong. But well, you have, you have the, the most sp- experience, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, okay. here we go again. Yeah, fair enough, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, always, it's like golf, right? It's easier the second time around. So Or third, we'll see. Third time's the charm. All right. No, you, hey, you did a great job of navigating that. We, we, I'm sure you've so never you been have... tested harder as a lawyer in your whole life than right there. And yeah, no, I'm I proud to say we're the ones who did it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So now that's a good place to end on. <laughs> Louis, thank you so much for doing this. And you know, again, you're such a huge supporter of the community and us. I remember, you know, when the wrestlers started up, you were a supporter of them, bought season tickets, went to games. And I think we were only one or two episodes deep here when Dustin kind of strong-armed you into partnering with us as well. And I know you said to me even, hey, no problem, man. It's important to, to support arts and culture. And now like 10 episodes later, do you regret calling us arts and culture? <laughs> I don't. I'm still waiting for it. Yeah. <laughs> It'll, you know, it's like a growing leaf, right? It starts little and then it just, one <laughs> day it's going to blossom into beautiful yeah, we've flower. Been in, then we need some sunlight because we've been in the shade. Well, you've had long. water now, so, yeah. you know. But no, seriously, uh, thanks for having me, guys. You guys do a great job. You're always uh, a good entertainment on my 
car drives home and to the office and no you guys do a great job and it's really uh it's really good to see you guys are doing so well so far well it's guys Thank like you. yeah it's guys like you and you know other people who you know are close to us that have have reached out and, and partnered with us but just for any, anyone who's still listening to this interview because Len took us off the rails there for a bit um well, it's okay that part got cut yeah you know he's gonna edit this right oh yeah that's true but <laughs> we're, not, we're not live in all seriousness <laughs> yeah. if you if you're looking for a lawyer if you, if you need law help call warren sinclair and louis he'll point you in the right direction there's tons of young lawyers you guys have a great mix in your office with a lot of knowledge so um when you're looking or buying a new home a will anything you need call warren sinclair they're they're a great part of the community and yeah use them yeah from your new house to your divorce, we'll be there. One I can of those just things. see you on a bus yeah. bench beside Andrew Russell. Yeah. With that quote. Buy your house from Andrew. When it goes to shit, I'm your guy. Call Warren Circular. Tell them Lundy sent you. <laughs> <laughs> when, when your marriage turns pooey, call Louie. <laughs> okay, we got to end on that. Oh, my God. That's pretty good. And yeah. that's it. And that's a wrap. Well, a huge thank you to Louis Corvo again for coming and joining us. Honestly, one of the nicest guys on the planet and nice to see him as a guy really we've only seen seen over Zoom lately too. And man, what a way to end, Lund. Wow. I mean, I, I, I could tell Louis needed a catchphrase. So and it sounds like he's doing pretty well, but... I mean, I'm sure if he starts saying that slogan, he's going to get tons and tons of business, especially during this pandemic. He t- he texts me after the interview and he goes, Morsey, I'm, uh, I just put a new business card order in and I, that's my new slogan. And he, he was looking into advertising on like gates on those billboards and stuff. So Lundy, I think I think he should probably get some commission from Louis. You know what? If, if he doesn't want to play ball, I'll just hire another lawyer and sue his ass. <laughs> Well, hey, you can even expand it. Just say, if your life gets pooey, yeah. call Louie. And then it's oh, it yeah. encompasses everything. But no, thank you again to Louie. I will say, I keep meaning to say this every time we have a segment that he's sponsored by too. He's getting really close to, to having his first child as well. I think he said the beginning of June, maybe possibly a birthday buddy with Ryan Lund. But you know, congratulations uh, to Louie and his wife. Uh, best of luck there. And yeah, great interview. Again, I think think we learned a lot and, and had a little bit of fun and I didn't know how it was going to go talking about law, which obviously could be pretty dry, but I thought, yeah, it was great. So, Lundy, I think uh, I have a business idea for you. So, I've used Warren Sinclair in the past. They have a patent and trademark lawyer. So, you go, you trademark that phrase, and then you sell it back to their firm. Oh, wow. Okay. That's a good idea. Yeah. How How much do you think they'd pay for it? Hmm. Like... Like like ten thousand, well, hundred thousand. A, a reputable law firm would probably, I would guess, pay a like lot a million. for a slogan with the word "pooey" in it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at least at least six figures. <laughs> right, how have we gone this long without a slogan with the word "pooey" in it? Yeah, how could we even call ourselves a law firm? <laughs> Warren Sinclair LLP Legal Law Practice. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that what you think it means? <laughs> Does it not? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> I like, you know what? I like that. That's, yeah. I think that's, it's to the point. Everyone knows that you're, at least you're talking about a law practice that way. What I is actually it? don't know is what it, it litig- means, but I know it doesn't mean that. Is it litigators? No. What is it? It's limited liability partnership. Oh, well, I learned something today. At least what you said made sense. Yeah, I thought it made sense. You learned what it stands for, but you you don't know what it means. No, Dustin, it can mean anything you want it to mean. It's just letters, man. <laughs> like yeah, like no one, you can come up with your own definition for it. So 
Like I, I could think of like a, um, probably a hundred words that you know what it, or what it stands for, but you don't know what it means. So let's just add it to the list. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I don't know if Dustin knows a hundred words. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, easy. I beat you in the in the competition. Remember? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm still at a little sour. Games. Yeah, at the 100 percent luck games, <laughs> the luck Olympics. <laughs> Man, I could could listen to this all night, but we do have some stuff and some things to get to. So, one last thank you to Louis. If you do need him, if your hey, if your life in general gets pooey, just call Louis. <laughs> there it is. That's got to be. Yeah, that was that was great. So I I just thought of another acronym, Lund's life partner. <laughs> That's Ted. <laughs> oh, Ted Emmett LLP. <laughs> Ryan Lund LLP. Well, no, no. How no, could Ted Ryan Emmett. Lund? Yeah, Ted Emmett LLP. Oh, sorry. Way to make it. You can edit that out. Way to ruin it. Yeah, well. <laughs> but speaking of pooey. The four of us, before everything shut down and, and the new restrictions came in, the four of us did manage to get out for a round of golf. And for, it was very pooey for me, I, which most games are. But that brings us into our Red Deer Spotlight, brought to you by Tourism Red Deer. And Tourism Red Deer and, and the Nursery Golf and Country Club out in Lacombe hooked us up with a round. Uh, so we went just over a week ago now it would have been. Uh, so if, if you're listening to this, it probably two, three weeks ago, whatever it may be. But huge thank you to Braden out at the nursery as well. Uh, no questions asked. Got us out there. Was uh, It was windy, I'll tell you that much. But it was uh, it was a lot of fun. And you may or may not have seen on social media the couple videos, the photos of us out there. But not many chances to go out and shoot a six or even a seven and be pretty happy with it. But that 11th hole, right? Longest. I didn't know until we went and I looked it up. It's the longest golf hole in Canada. That's 780 yard par six and obviously right that alone makes a a pretty unique place to golf that hole is a monster and to make things harder they have a have a little creek or a little stream or a little pond right in the middle of the the par six to make it even more difficult i mean completely unnecessary but but we had a good time we we had a match so it was it was me and kev versus ted and lund we were smoking them so bad on the front nine i think we won the first five holes or something that we had to switch teams on the back nine. And when we got into the the par six and we played with our putters, it was pretty cool to see that we almost scored because we played our, our real balls and then we played alternate shot with the putter. We were close with our like one or two strokes off of what we actually scored on the hole with, with real clubs. Just goes to show you how screwed up the game of golf is. <laughs> how bad we well, are I hit at golf. Maybe the best shot of my life ever. And it was with, with a putter. From right, like I, from like 150 I, well, I yards like out, just a nasty like low stinger from like 150 out. Yeah. Well, then I guess right after I hit my real shot and smacked the pin, so I had two good shots in a row. But yeah, it's it's a good hole. Like I think three of us went in the water, still on the green with a chance to sink it for a five for a birdie. So that's a lot of fun. And yeah, I'm jealous of you guys because you all hit it 50 yards further than I do. But pretty cool to just get out and play that hole. It's pretty cool uh, claim to fame, longest hole in Canada. Like you think how many golf courses are in Canada and I'm sure it's not the only par six, but I think more courses should have, it just gives you more, more chances to recover after a really crappy shot or crappy shots. 
Yeah, it's unique hole for sure. And and for those that don't know, it's called the nursery because it actually used to be a tree nursery before it was a, a golf course. And so, they've made the holes kind of strategically in between where a lot of the trees are placed. So, there's a lot of different trees on the course and, and that's not meant to sound scary to anyone because you guys know we hit it in the trees and most of the time you, you're able to find your ball. Like, it's kind of spaced out. You know, we went here early May. So, definitely not in peak form. Just like any other courses and at this point. Uh, but I've golfed there a lot in the past and I can tell you in midsummer, it's a very nice course. The rounds don't take long and, uh, you know, it's in a beautiful spot. It's a nice, easy course to walk too, right? Like you, there's some that it's a little, it is a little tougher, a lot of up and down, but it's, it's a good fun course to walk. And I've actually only played it twice. You know, we played it there, the Chubbs a, a couple of years ago. So obviously a, a lot of fun memories there, but it is good. You know what? It's, I don't know if, if wide open is the word, but it's, it's definitely playable. It's only a half hour outside of the city too. You know, I think it's like, what was it, Dustin? Like 50 bucks to go in and walk 18, like even, even on a weekend. So it's for, by golf standards, right? It's, it's a good price. And yeah, like Walsh said it, I thought it was in pretty good shape again for early May. I think not any worse than you would find anywhere else. And what think about the shape, all the golf courses are going to be in now with how little play they're going to get the next three weeks. And we're getting some rain and some sunshine and some heat. So when things open back up, that's it's going to be really nice out there. Yeah, I think we need to, to go back in a month or two after we got a few more rounds under our belts because cool. we were terrible. I mean, <laughs> I kind of threw in the towel after the first like five holes, but <laughs> I think that was, was mainly uh, due to the wind, though. Like yeah, that yeah. the wind is so discouraging when it's that strong. <laughs> so that, was every single golf shot I took that day. That was pretty discouraging too. I, I had to take a timeout. Yeah. I, gave, I actually gave myself a timeout on like the fourth hole. Yeah. Yeah. We were not a good, we were not a good team on the front nine. <laughs> like, like you only really blame the wind so much, but when you're, when you don't even hit high enough to get it into the wind, you know, you have a problem. <laughs> But hey, you can't complain, right? I think I think we all know that on on this show we like golf, and it was great to get out. And first time all four of us got out together. Obviously, it's it's pretty tough with the restrictions and all that. But I think one of the one of the easiest ways to stay safe, you know, and do something kind of social and get out and, and active. So I understand why why golf courses, I guess to an extent, have to be closed right now. But I just I hope that doesn't last because I know last summer I got in probably twice as much golf as I as I ever did just for that reason. So yeah, you know what? I know lots of great golf in central Alberta and the nursery is a member of Tourism Red Deer. So we can't thank them enough for having us out. Hopefully we can get out there again. Maybe maybe uh, have an actual some sort of uh, competition where Lund and I bring a little bit to the table, but we'll be out there again. And, and as always, make sure you go to visitreddeer.com uh, for a list of everything to do. I think they've got a, a couple other golf courses uh, me- that are members as well. Check out the nursery though. We highly recommend it. I kind of like the the half hour drive, just enough time to kind of loosen up, listen to some music, get in the right mind frame, which I guess Len, that's probably why we didn't do very well because we were late. So we yeah, we're kind of rushed there. We were a car to tee box pretty quick, but thank you again to the nursery. And yeah, for Tourism Red Deer, we got some more fun stuff coming up. I get to take Dustin to the zoo tomorrow. Uh, so stay tuned for that one. Hey, I'm going too. Yeah, but I don't need to take, like, I don't need to supervise you. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. We're taking, we're taking, you know what? We're taking Dustin. Yes. I never give you enough credit for the your caretaking of Dustin too. We're, we're a team. Yeah. Just call me daddy. <laughs> <laughs> No, I might not. We'll see. Uh, no, we'll see. thank you. We'll see how things. That was go. between me and you, Kev. <laughs> yeah, is that never telling anyone? <laughs>
<laughs> All right. Well, we are cruising along. This is great. And Another thank you, as always, Doortender delivered once again. And really, we, we got to all enjoy the Odeer bundle, which which is cool. Again, thank you so much to Doortender for doing that. As a reminder, it's a 12-pack of the Troubled Monk Troubled Tea, the Red Heart English Mild, Belly Hop Pear Face, and the Sawback East Coast Pale Ale. So I think it's 75 bucks. I think you save seven, eight bucks or something like that on it in a bundle. And it, if you listen to the last episode, you already know we, it's a great mix. And we got to enjoy some of those with Louie. Uh, worked out perfect. So a big thank you to Doortender for that one once again. Yeah. I mean, like you said, just a great mix. I, I talked to my brother-in-law. He ended up ordering the Oh Deer bundle and he's a big craft beer guy and he had never tried the Troubled Teas before. And, you know, like Bud Kelly at Troubled Monk and, and we've all said, you just got to try it once because I was the same way. I never thought I would like the hard iced tea. And and he's like, man, this is really good. So, you know, hopefully that people, when they do, if they do order the Odeer bundle, they'll they'll try out the different breweries and, and uh, hopefully they like it. So another funny story with the uh, <laughs> with Dartender is uh, our Chubbs Golf Tournament, we order some, you know, birdie bottles, some birdie juice. And some, so, yeah. so I was going through and, and, and putting in our order this year, getting it ready for August. Hopefully, fingers crossed that we can go. And, and I screwed up. I, I was trying to order for the next day um, at like two o'clock in the afternoon when they actually were out doing deliveries. And they were closing in like five minutes and I made this poor girl come with like $550 worth of booze to my house at 11 o'clock at, <laughs> on a weeknight. I was embarrassed. <laughs> I felt just like an idiot. I was in bed already. I had to get out and like, yeah. So apologies to door tender, but I, I sure appreciate the service. That's for sure. Is there a liquor <laughs> shortage coming? No, no. <laughs> I just try to get stuff out of the way before summer and yeah, it didn't. I'm really glad you made her rush over for a beer that we need or yeah. booze that we need three months later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you for coming right before 11. We need this for August 15th. So <laughs> now I, can, I told you now I can I, sleep better. Thank I you. I told you guys I made a mistake. I often, I often do confuse with like 11 PM on a Tuesday with 2 p.m. on a Wednesday. So I get it. It's simple. Man, it happens to everyone. Thank you, Doortender. <laughs> I'm sure there's a video of Dustin just pouring a whole bunch of beers into jerry cans and just stuffing them in his shed to load up for the wave four of the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> That's why, you're, yeah, we're going to be, you're going to be reordering a bunch because you're just going to get bored and drink yeah. a couple bottles. Yeah, that beer ain't lasting. Those are better. Those are as good as money. Those are IOUs. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I regret telling that story. Let's move on. (laughs) So, Dustin, you said you you wish you didn't tell that story, but now we have a scheduled segment for you to tell a story. Yeah, great timing. (laughs) Because, because, yeah, I don't know why we schedule it in. Like, do we ever go into an episode thinking, oh, man, I am. I am worried Dustin's not going to go off on a tangent and tell a story tonight. We better better schedule it in. <laughs> just just in case, eh? The worst part is, is I told my wife, I was like, hey, Dustin's story time's in this episode. She's like, why do you have that? You suck at telling stories. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's probably well, heard all your stories That, that like was like the best times. story you've told. All right, segment over. <laughs> yeah. You know who loves stories? Gord's Smoke Shop. And funny enough, Storytime is brought to you by Gord's Smoke Shop. Gord's is still open, but customer capacity has been reduced. So it's the perfect time to utilize curbside pickup and delivery in Red Deer. Available Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. And 
Tis the season for smoking outside. Gourd cigar humidors are stocked with tasty smokes to enjoy on the golf course or at home on the patio. Gourds is also more than just tobacco and smoking accessories. Hacky sacks, t-shirts, and backpacks are just the start of the funky giftware available from the non-smokers and tokers out there. Head to Gourds Smoke Shop at... <laughs> Shit. <laughs> You're so close. <laughs> Head to gourdsmokeshop.ca to start shopping now. Gord Smoke Shop, everything you need but the weed. That was anything but pooey. Yeah, well, you're welcome, Gord. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Lundy. I thought you had more emotion this time around, so I, I liked it. Good. So, as always with story time, we've got the wheel of, of Dustin's stories here. And uh, it's nice spinning this, knowing that it's not going to ruin someone's month. So we're going to spin it, Dustin. Can I spin it for you? Do I have your oh, yeah. explicit yeah. permission? We're going to oh, give yeah. it a spin and see what we land on, and that's what we're going to hear. We have an embarrassing story. <laughs> Whoa. What are the odds? Oh, let's take a quick peek at the story list. The story list here. Do you have a story book there? Oh yeah, he, yeah there's gotta, no way he's there's no way he's winging it. Yeah, I can't wing it. I'm gonna try and keep this short tonight. This one comes in university. Everyone likes to party in university. My wife was was doing her master's program, or might have been her PhD program at the time. And your degree. Yeah, and my degree. Yeah, good point. So she she had to be at the at the call or at the university at eight a.m. This was a Tuesday night, and I I think I had just been named captain of the the U of L team. And I wanted to, to get a team builder going. So we went out bowling and well, you know how this turns out bowling turned into karaoke. We had guys <laughs> singing who let the dogs out. How are we supposed to know that? Yeah. Everyone, well, everyone knows that Ted. Yeah. Everyone <laughs> knows that. Well, it turned, it turned into karaoke at a pub and, and tur- which turned into beer pong in my garage till five in the morning. That's how all my bowling nights go. Yeah. yeah well in university, right? So I'm going to keep this short, but I, so I go inside at five in the morning and I go to bed and, and at the time I had a roommate, Jesse Hale, and he comes in and I fall asleep in my bed and wake Ashley up and fall asleep and had the spins or something. I woke up and I couldn't get out of the room. It was, it was too dark in there. <laughs> it was but spinning I, too fast. Yeah. yeah. So I, did, someone, I, did someone move the door on you? Yeah. I, well, I just couldn't get out. I had one too many drinks and, and I had the flu, I think, because I, I vomited on the floor and we had a dog. And so I've now woken Ashley up at 5 a.m. She's got to get up in an hour and a bit. And I've thrown up on the floor and she's helping me clean it up. And I go, sorry, sorry, honey. I... I got the 24-hour flu. Let's go back to bed. <laughs> she goes, Dustin, you're going to go sleep in the spare room. No. <laughs> so she goes and sleeps in the spare room. And I have, like, obviously no idea. I go back to bed. And somehow I've gone you know, I've gone back to sleep. And I get woken up at 7.30, 7 o'clock in the morning. She's getting ready for to go to the research, do her research. And all I hear is, Dustin! And I, like, rise out of bed like The Undertaker. <laughs> like terrified because I'm still snoozing. She's like, get in here. And I go in there and I must have in the middle of the night slept, walked into the bathroom and opened her makeup drawer up and just vomited again. <laughs> well, everyone who's listening will be like, that is disgusting and probably the worst place that you can throw up because there's a lot of different kinds of makeups. <laughs> 
So she's obviously frustrated and <laughs> oh really? And Tell us about them. Fuming. Well, there's <laughs> mascara. There's the brushes. There's lipstick. Like you name it. So All anyways, the makeups. That's a lot I, of makeups. She's like, deal with this, which is fair. Like I was so embarrassed and couldn't believe that I had done something like that. I'd never done something and still to this day have never done something since like that. So she's like, deal with this. So I remember I put all of her makeup stuff in a sink and wash it off all with soap. And I remember taking all of her makeup, like everything, brushes, mascara, lipsticks, everything, and taking it to the Mac store or the Bay or something and just literally putting it on the counter and going, replace all this, please. And I, I spent like, I don't even know how much it was, but it was, it, and it took quite a long time for her to be like, okay, Dustin, no more Tuesday who let the dogs out at the Duke anymore in Leftbridge. So that is my embarrassing story. I think I kept it to four minutes too, which is pretty impressive. I'm very impressed that you were maybe not very, not very much awake, but you were awake and you couldn't find your way out of the room, but you were sleepwalking and you managed to find your way out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something about this story doesn't hang together very well. Yeah. So I have to say, first of all, I bet you're not allowed, you're still not allowed to bowl anymore, but that just, I'm going to add <laughs> on to this because we've got time. And when you're talking about the spins, I have to tell this story a couple of years ago uh, when we had our first uh, Red Deer Rustlers pub night before the the, season, <laughs> the inaugural season had kicked off. And uh, me, you, Kyle Pass, and Eric Frere did like a hot stove and uh, no one knew how it was going to go. So we were a little nervous, so obviously drinking a bit before, and it, we managed to pull it off. People really enjoyed it. So we, we did some drinks, had some drinks on stage. You know, people were buying us drinks after. So we, we, we had a lot that night. And uh, I remember walking, I think we were walking to old William Roberts later. I was walking with some people, and you had disappeared. It was like maybe 10, 45, 11 o'clock. And we had a call from Dustin. It's like a half whisper. Teddy, Teddy, I just, I just wanted to call to tell you two things. One, Great job tonight. That was awesome. Two, the room is spinning. Help me. <laughs> I said, what? Well, what do you want me to do? I don't know. I just, the room was spinning and I had to call you and I don't know what to do. <laughs> where where did he call from? I was in my in basement. basement, I think. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you were already home. He was home. Oh, yeah. The first time I've ever seen him leave at the same time as as his wife when like a, something like that is is going on. And I bet you she was surprised too when you hopped in for a ride. Yeah. She asked me that night. She's like, Dustin, you want to ride home? And I looked at her and I said, yep. Cause I knew that I was in trouble because I remember Lundy coming up on the stage with a shooter tray kind of mid hot stove and serving everybody. And then it was my first public yeah. uh, experience, like public speaking in front of 400 plus people. So of course, like yeah. 200, but we'll yeah. give it Well, whatever. Well, he, was see- he was seeing double. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like a million people. So yeah, I was like, I was happy to be at home in bed and try to get some sleep. And yeah, I, I just remember my mom looked at me and go to my dad, how come you never come home when I go home? And I was like, yeah, this, I, I never usually do this either. I just, I don't think I would, I would think to call anyone. That's like the last, and it started, I like you, you had me in the first half, Ted, great job. I'm like, oh, Dustin's home. He's having fun, but also you need to help me right now. So speaking of help, I, I'm going to need a lot of it because just before we move on to deer call here, we're about halfway through the month and, you know, we had spin diesel out. So it reminded me, I, st- I don't even have a unicycle yet. 
I know while she said you you have one you can get me, but I'm running out of time. So we'll we'll see we'll see how it goes. I have watched some YouTube videos on how to ride a unicycle, which I, I feel like if you can watch a video you can can do it, right? So anyways, <laughs> I, I I might get hurt learning. So I think that's that's probably gonna be more entertaining than like with your yoga. The, it was we will say I guess we haven't had an episode since you've done your yoga uh well done I thought I actually thought you did a great job it was a good class you you put your own spin on it too but there was like some actual real yoga in there and I I know you came up with it all a hundred percent by yourself so good job <laughs> there was one part Lundy I, I thought you did a great job overall um there was one part where you know it was near the end and it was basically just us laying on the ground. I don't know. We were supposed to think about something, but I wasn't listening because kids were crawling all over me. But um, <laughs> I, you know, it went on for like three, four minutes, and I, I really thought that you had actually fallen asleep, and I thought we were going to see Ted come and kick you <laughs> to wake you up. But you weren't. You were just really focused, yeah. and uh, I can honestly say you looked like a warrior out there. Yeah, well, that's what you do in yoga class, Kev. You have to, you have to be so relaxed. You have to find, you have to center yourself. You have to find yourself, and sometimes just taking those four or five minutes at the end of the class really helps you sort out your day and sort out your life. So I may have looked asleep, but I was, I was working hard. I gotta say though, my favorite part because I was watching the whole Zoom thing and monitoring Zoom was watching three kids <laughs> crawl all over walls. So he was trying to do <laughs> do yoga, and he was just he just went with he was he was also in the zone, like he he was focused. And speaking of that too, I guess I I, I failed by not telling you before that there were a couple of kids doing yeah. yoga as well. And I think we got about twenty four seconds in before Len <laughs> said shit. Yeah, there's a couple a couple <laughs> so I was there swears. With the I, teleprompter. I didn't. Behind. There's kids on the call. <laughs> Yeah. No, yeah. Thanks for letting me know because I would have definitely let out a few more, few more uh, bad words if you didn't, if you didn't tell me. But uh, yeah, no, I, thanks for everyone that, uh, that, that took part and I uh, hope you enjoyed it and hope you learned a thing or two. Yeah. I learned, what was it called? Lundi Asana, where you yeah. just lay down and have a snack. Well, you tell me about your day and you can, you can have a snack if you want to. <laughs> that was my favorite move. I, I was dying laughing when that happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I yeah, my girlfriend Bree to- basically told me all, showed me all the proper moves, and then I came up with the one, the the Lundy Asana. So if you haven't watched it, they go to go to our YouTube page because we and hey, like and subscribe as well. But it is actually you could do the yoga if you want. It's a great yoga class. Or if you just want to watch and listen to it, it's incredibly entertaining. And he did do a great job. So I think Lund deserves for lots of people to see that video because you absolutely nailed it. So. I, I had fun. I had fun. Uh, like I've, I've never taken an actual yoga class. I've, well, I, I did take a, a, a YouTube yoga class, I guess, but I've never physically been to a yoga class. So I did learn quite a bit and, and actually really enjoyed it. And it, my, uh, <laughs> my, my lower back felt great after that class. So I might have to start making this a habit. And you, that was actually an eventful weekend for you because you got your chest waxed. Oh a couple my god! Days, like a lot has happened between last episode. Yeah, that chest that chest waxing wasn't nearly as peaceful as yoga. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm, I'm just glad it's over. Like like the uh, Alana who did it did a great job, and she was a real real team player and. <laughs> And didn't care what I yelled out when she ripped ripped out my hair. That's the first time I've been waxed too. I mean, I'm probably not going to rush back to go get waxed. It's kind of nice having a, a smooth chest for once, but I, I just don't know if it's worth it. <laughs> worth it for for the for the for the amount of pain you have to go through. 
Have you been exfoliating? Yeah, yeah, that was that was the key. So for the first week after, she said, "Just really exfoliate," and I said, "Okay, how do you do that?" I said, "Well, you give you give a loofah to Ted, and you." <laughs> <laughs> but no, LLT was... Lund's loofah partner. Oh God. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm glad uh, I, I'm glad I don't have any more bets out there where where waxing is the punishment right now. <laughs> right now, <laughs> yeah. Hey, maybe in the future. Well, I know I'll, I'll know I'll make another stupid it did, bet. It, it looks it looked good, like you like nothing wrong with chest hair at all. But I thought you looked very what like just very aerodynamic. Yeah. yeah, which is not something we say about you often. I feel like I I could glide through the water a lot quicker now. Yeah, yeah, no drag. Yeah, no drag. Well, all right. Now that we, we cleaned up that bit of business, I guess stay tuned for, well, probably me buying these three guys dinner because I have no idea how this unicycle thing is going to go, but I'm going to do my best. So it's time for Lund to do his best because it's time for another edition of Deer Call. I think you might have, have you done research? Is that, is that close? I, I, no I think so. But I, I mean, close. the three of us haven't even like looked to. St- well, no, I'm going strictly off that one clip of Paw Patrol. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's always your go to. Every time we bring up anything, it's always like, no, I saw it on Paw Patrol. No, that's not how they did it on Paw Patrol. I learned this on Paw Patrol. Okay, Kev, we get it. You watch Paw Patrol. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I, I I really haven't done any research, Kev. I think we should. We got to figure out if it's right or not. Yeah, one day. Yeah, we should. Yeah, maybe we should get a, like an actual hunter on here and then he can do a proper one. Is there an actual like little tool for a deer call? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was <laughs> I was going to say you're our tool for deer <laughs> calls, but <laughs> that's not very nice. Deer, oh, yeah. Ryan, do you hunt? No, no. I just go out and call the deer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All my buddy, all my buddies bring the guns. I'm just out there calling the deer. <laughs> That's you're the you're the real hero of the yeah. whole operation. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, deer call is brought to you by Andrew Russell and Associates, Red Deer and Central Alberta's real estate experts. With over 65 years of combined experience, they are Central Alberta's number one real estate team. Looking to buy or sell? Let Andrew Russell and his team guide you through the process that has helped over 1,500 families in the last 15 years. Visit them at andrewrussell.ca. And tell them Lundy sent you. And I'm just going to throw some math at you guys. You know, over 1,500 families in the last 15 years, that's 100 families a year. Let's Let's break that down even further. That's like a house sold every three or four days. So you don't get that good. You don't sell that many houses by being bad at your job. Truly, Andrew's a great realtor, one of the best in the city, if not the best. So check him out. No, I'm really glad. I'm always, I'm always anxiously awaiting a math breakdown on one of these episodes. So, so I'm, I'm glad we, we got there finally. Eleven episodes, we finally got some good math. But that is, I never thought of it that way. That's pretty amazing. So, and from what he's been telling me, the real estate market is hot right now so yeah like we can we could barely get a hold of them right now to try and try and get them on the show or we're gonna try and get them for a a tea time coming up as well but i know he he has said this has been like his busiest start to the year ever so and that's a that's a testament to to him and yeah still make sure you tell him lundy sent you because we are i guess we can't really help anyone move right now anyways but eventually we still got almost over half a year we're gonna make it happen and i guess when we're talking about you can't do much right now 
the last year has not been good for for many people, many businesses, or, or many things. But it also has been it's been pretty good for a couple different things, and one of them is probably the board game. Right, you, you kind of get back to your roots, get back to your childhood, spend a lot of time at home, play a lot of board games. So we wanted to know everyone's all time favorite board games. So we got a a little bit of a a good array of obvious some obvious ones and some some weird ones too. And hey, this this one was Dustin's idea, so thanks for the idea. And if this doesn't go well, well then you should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> I love board games, so I'm I'm pumped up for this little segment. And this, yeah, I'll get into it later too. It made me do a little research and made me think of some of the weird board games that that were out there as a kid. But we'll start off easy. Brady and Kathleen both said Clue, which is an instant classic. Even one of the maybe one of the only board games I know of that was made into a movie too. Was it a board game made into a movie or a movie made into a board game? I, it was a it was a board game made into a movie. I feel like Clue is so cool. old that movies weren't even around when Clue came out. I think there's a couple different versions of Clue. Oh, there's like a million. A couple different. Yeah. Well, like, I've played a couple different Clue movies, Jr., which was oh. obviously a lot less murdery. <laughs> it was more like who made fun of Colonel yeah. Mustard in the study with a name call? Yeah. Who yeah. spilt the milk in the bathroom? <laughs> I've played. Yeah. Kev would know. He, he's got the game. I've played with his daughter. Like, that's the most recent time I've played was with your kids. Yeah. And yeah. I, it's, I, it's, uh, who ate the cookies and what were they drinking and at what time? That's, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> the, the answer is always Dustin more. Dustin, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was Dustin at the karaoke bar at five. <laughs> Here's one that may be responsible for the most table flip board game flips in history. Leah, Terry, Ashley, and Jolene all said Monopoly. I don't know why I play that. I always get so pissed off when I play that game. I don't know why anyone plays it. Yeah, you never trust the banker in that game either. Yeah. Like the banker's always like stealing money from from the bank or, or stealing cards. And yeah, there's a lot of tears shed if you're playing Monopoly. You're right. The table flipping, like we had Kyle, my younger brother on tea time this past week and me and him would almost come to blows and, and flip the board game a number of times. Cause he wouldn't trade me the green property or, or wouldn't give me the blue one. And uh, yeah, I'm with you, Ted. It's, it's a long drawn out game and emotions can run high. I'm not saying it's the reason I got divorced, but it definitely didn't help stop my marriage from going pooey. I'll tell you that much. Is playing that game, there, <laughs> there's some some high emotions in that game. Would like would you just play like heads up? No, even with other people, like in uh, it, it's my fault because when someone's very competitive and they're losing, I like to remind them that they're not winning, and <laughs> and then yeah, I get a lot of money thrown in my face, and I kind of deserve <laughs> it. So I just wish that would happen in real life. Like I could just. <laughs> be mean to someone at the bank and they assault me with $100 bills. (laughs) Screw you. Or the deed to their house. (laughs) (laughs) Take my hotel. You guys have to help me out with this one. I think I know what this is and I maybe, I think it's a board game. Kayleen said Crokinole. Even like, I think it's right where you flick the thing and flick the thing into the thing, right? Like the little disc and you try to get it in the center and there's like pegs in the way and stuff, right? Like, okay. So I have played that. Yeah, you nailed I, it. I guess it's a board game, but that's there's a little too much skill involved there for me. Yeah, I've never I've never played it before. It's a fun one just to just to throw on the floor and the flick the discs around and it's kind of like a mini curling with little barriers and you're going for a hole kind of. 
<laughs> I didn't think I didn't think we'd get into so many innuendos oh, yeah? with board games, but here we go. Uh, Ashley said this is I think a newer one, a ticket to ride. I know I don't know, Dustin, you've probably played that one too and know a little bit more, but it is it's The Walsh family got me involved in this one. Back when we could play board games, we'd go over there, me and my wife and I'd say what is it, Kev, a four player game or four to six yeah, player? Yeah, I think game? yeah, four or five or six, yep. Yeah, it's some strategy, some yeah, I mean, it's a strategy game. You're just trying to connect some uh, some cities with your train tracks or your trains. Um, you know, I sometimes I kind of get bored of some of that stuff. So, I always just try and block everybody. And uh, I never end up blocking anyone and I always lose by a lot. So, uh, I, I do have to <laughs> say... like a good strategy. Yeah, yeah. One day it'll work though. Bree, Colin, Julia, and Logan all said Settlers of Catan, which is another newer one. Well, maybe not even that new. It's probably like at least 10 to 15 years old now, but one that might be my favorite too. And I never thought I'd appreciate wheat so much in my whole life <laughs> until I played that game. But man, wheat wheat is a hot ticket item. I've only played it once and I was under the influence a little bit. So I don't really remember the rules. <laughs> like there is, there is wheat that you need to collect. There's wood, I think. And then I don't even know what the point of the game was, but I know it got pretty, <laughs> pretty uh, heated. I mean, I had fun, I think. And I think I'd- you had a lot of wheat, but you had trouble getting wood because you had too much to drink. So. <laughs> 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 All right. Yeah. See you guys oh, next episode. <laughs> hey, <laughs> yeah. What is, what is tough to get? <laughs> when you're, when you're, when you're drinking that much. Yeah. My favorite thing about that game is like you, you, <laughs> <laughs> when you'd like trade someone all your wheat or you oh, know that way and then yeah. you play the monopoly card or whatever for for their wheat but that's another game like i remember i used to play that a lot with my friends like probably i was in my early 20s and that's another one that got really heated and this one i've never heard of this one maybe you guys have but it came from my absolute hero ken Meinzer from the tune crew so he said stock ticker oh you I used to, yeah i used to one? love that game what, what is it so it it basically gets you introduced to <laughs> the stock market or gambling at a very young age. <laughs> uh, that's where it all started. Hey, yeah, it's yeah. not surprising that you played that game then. I I can't remember the actual because it's been like twenty five years probably since I played it. But um, it's it's a lot of yeah, a lot of luck involved too. But you buy different shares of like gold and all these different stocks, and then you would roll the dice to see whether whether or not the stock goes up or down. And I think whoever has the most money at the end wins. That's probably a really simplistic version of it. But yeah, I used to love love playing that game because I thought, oh man, if if I can be good at this game, I can be good at the actual stock market and just make millions growing up. But that's, that's not how the real world works. No, because I thought about it with this next game that Brittany brought up. I thought, hey, if I could be good at this, I can be good at it for real. But she said the game of life. Oh yeah, and I, I actually I wasn't even that good at that game, and I'm even worse at the real thing. I just remember usually ending that game, and I'd have like seven kids, and my <laughs> job was like I, my it never turned out great for me. But <laughs> well, it was no, a, a no. Fun what game. was your job? What was your job? I can't, I can't remember, but it was like whatever, like the lowest job. You, I kept getting fired. Yeah. Oh, it disc was, jockey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I made more money than that. It was like one step above radio host. Did you guys have a? A go-to, like, did you start by going to college and going into debt, or did you just go to the real world in that game? I went into the real world and went into debt at the same time. <laughs> just, you play off your real-life experiences. I was always going to college. 
<laughs> yeah, it depends. I I think I usually did like I yeah I would would skip that and go to night school and start making money right away and and upgrade later. Just but. working two jobs and working yourself to the bone. Coming home to seven kids and Lund doesn't have dinner on the stove. That's <laughs> tell you what, man. If you have seven kids, <laughs> like we're gonna have to re- renegotiate the rent. <laughs> <laughs> seven kids. Yeah, that's a lot. Six is your max, I know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So the last one, and this was my favorite, one of my favorites too, because zero strategy at all. And of course, Riley and Chanel both said Candyland. You guys, you've never played Candyland? I've heard heard of it. It was like the ultimate kids game. It was just, everything was made up. Like, listen to some of these characters. My favorite was was Gloppy. He was like just a big pile of chocolate, but he, he, he looked like a big pile of poo. Uh, the Duke of Swirl is another character in the game. Grandma Nut, or huh. Grandma Nut, Fluffy Puffer, and my favorite, Grandma Gooey. <laughs> <laughs> no, that actually, for you guys, especially with kids, like I'm, it might cost an arm and a leg now to try and find it because it's a vintage game, but it is perfect because you just roll the dice and whatever happens, happens, and it's a lot of bright colors and you know distress. So, uh, Dustin, you would love it. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've never even heard of this game, to be honest. That's a little bit older one, but it's it's a classic. So any of those ones, any for you guys, any of your favorite games that we didn't hit on? So for me, I've got a couple. Uh, snakes and Ladders was yeah. always a really, really fun one to play. Or Shoots if you're afraid of snakes yeah, like me. Okay. Yeah. And Twister. Yeah, Twister's a fun. I don't know if that's a board game, but. Oh, it was like a grade eight party. Yeah. Play it and brag to your friends type of game. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I touched your leg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so those are, yeah, those are mine, I guess. My favorite game, and I again, I don't even know if this is a board game either, but Kerplunk. Oh yeah, when you when you pull this, all the marbles are in there, and you pull sticks out one by one, trying not to let marbles out. Yeah, that was a good one. I like that one a lot. And then when you turn eighteen, you can play Drunk Kerplunk, and you take a drink for every marble that drops. <laughs> okay, I never even thought of that. Well, it's a perfect rhyme. It's a perfect setup. So you- yeah, Operation. Yeah, I was gonna say no one said Operation. That's a good one. It's really good. Now, I, this made me think too, like just, I remember the commercials and stuff. Like there were some weird random games always coming out. Like you guys remember, like I remember even the the, the one Don't Wake Daddy. That mm-hmm. was a weird, yeah. a weird game. Do you guys remember Gooey? <laughs> this is bad timing to bring this up because of the name Gooey Louie. Do you remember that game? <laughs> yeah. Where you literally pulled pulled snot rockets out of this guy's nose and if you what? got one that was and then there's one that like when you pull it his brains pop out and you lose <laughs> that's literally the whole game no I, i've never heard of that gooey louie and there's another one i found too it's the same concept i, I don't need to explain it called pimple pete <laughs> <laughs> oh gross i i know a big one for me when i was a kid uh i really like playing mousetrap Oh, yeah, that was another what one. What was that like, one again? Yeah, I you, like that you build one. you built the whole mouse trap as you went, and then you tried to catch the mice. I don't even think I ever got to playing that game because by the time you're done setting it up, you just like yeah. squirrel next man. There's some weird. I just did some research on like the weirdest board game. I haven't heard of all of these, but there's a game out there called the Crazy Cat Lady game. I think it's an older one. There's one called Foreclosed. So oh, a little, that's yeah, depressing. Not, yeah, but this is I gotta find this game. It's called Mister Bacon's Big Adventure, <laughs> and, and the, it says it's a mad dash through Meatland on your way to the frying pan. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't want to play that game? Oh, uh, hopefully they turn that into like a, a ride at Disneyland or yeah. something. And uh, here's another one from 1967 that I think we're gonna find it and we're gonna play it on this show. It's called Feely Mealy. 
Man, rhyming was a big yeah. thing with these For, these names. And back you then. literally put your hand in a box and guess what's in the box. And it's called the game that gives you a funny feeling. So do they do they supply the things or do they just give you a box and you had to supply I, the that, weird I don't know. Spend thirty dollars on this game and it's just it's a just cardboard a box. box. Well, I don't know. We're gonna buy it and find <laughs> out, I guess. But yeah, that that was uh I saw that one. I thought, okay, I got to have that. But you think, okay, as a kid, you do it. I don't think I would play that with you guys like on a, on just a normal night because I'd be afraid of what I'm putting, putting my hand in into. Yeah, my mind's going wild right now on what yeah. we're going to do when we actually create this game. I can create it. I'll come up with the stuff. And we can see you start to sweat and go cross-eyed so we could tell you're thinking pretty hard. <laughs> How did I get labeled as the dumb guy on this podcast? I think I don't you, know. It's the same think, reason why Walsh got labeled as the guy with blonde hair and a beard. <laughs> because it's just out there. <laughs> it's the truth. It's like I'm the sh- I'm the short guy. It's just fact. You're not even the dumb guy. You're just not the smart guy. Uh, yeah, no, fair enough. I was just wondering if there was a moment in time where I became him or if it's just me. Oh my God, he was dumb enough to buy that. <laughs> <laughs> So moving on now to the third edition of Ted versus Walsh. It is a one-one tie, and we're bringing back, I guess, our first repeat guest of Oh Dear, coworker Aaron. Welcome back to the show. You're you're going to run this game for us, and I guess I I can't really call you coworker Aaron anymore. You and Dustin both abandoned me, so I'm using this opportunity to grind that axe first of all. And I guess congratulations on your new job. Thank you. Thank you. I was sad to leave you as I'm sure Dustin was, but we're in different places now and that's okay. I'm really nervous about this. This is a lot of pressure. When I was just on to talk about bad dates, I had no problems with that, but kind of being responsible, holding your guys's fate in my hands and the success of the podcast, really. Oh, that's the best. It's nerve wracking. Yeah, no, pr- no pressure, Aaron. Well, no, Aaron, and we could we could talk about bad dates because you you don't see me every day now. You don't get to hear all the stories, and I have a lot of I need a lot of advice, and I've got nowhere to go with it. So I guess that's that's why I'm a little upset. But we're happy to have you back. And I guess how's life? It's been six episodes now. You've been listening. You've been waiting in the wings. How are things in the last six episodes? And uh, what what bad things do you have to say about Lund? Okay, first of all, Lund is a national treasure and the absolute breakout star of the podcast. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry to put that on all of you. Let's get Aaron on the podcast more often. (laughs) (laughs) No, I love it. You guys have been doing an amazing job and I'm really enjoying listening to the podcast and now really excited to be back on. It amazes me. You, You basically just called Lund Nicolas Cage. (laughs) <laughs> wow that's that's quite yeah. the compliment wow Ooh, that's i don't know i'm not a big nicholas cage fan so and you're not a, a big lund fan yeah so, that makes yeah. a whole lot of sense yeah yeah, yeah but mean, dustin you're the dumb one dustin <laughs> <laughs> that's an that's a little bit of an inside joke with us and red deer <laughs> You'll hear when you listen back before this, Aaron, that that we decided Dustin was the dumb one. You know, I'll reserve judgment 
I feel like you're being mean, but I haven't heard the rest yeah. of the podcast. So maybe it really is a term of endearment. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you just set us up for failure there. So not only, Aaron, you're the first guest to get to run a, a versus game. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be the first guest to do an ad read because Lund gave it everything he had earlier and he's tapped out. So who yeah. is Ted versus Walsh brought to us by? Well, I'm glad you asked, Ted. Ted versus Walsh is brought to you by Travis Kletke, chartered professional accountant and partner at Swainson Alexander, located downtown Red Deer, building connections through exceptional service and trusted professionalism, one client at a time. Learn more at swainsonalexander.ca. Oh, we're gonna have to. We bring just on got this. served. Wow. Yeah, we're gonna have to bring Aaron on for ad reads. <laughs> yeah, now. yeah, we just yeah. we'll just bring you on for the ad read, then kick you off the Zoom call till the next ad read. And yeah, I, I feel perfect. like that was a little bit triggering for you, Ted, having to listen to my phone voice in the office so much, oh. which I know you hated. So that was Aaron was full of crap when she answered the phone. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, like she answered. Like Aaron speaking, like, do you remember office space where she answered the phone? Just a moment. Oh yeah. That's what it, that's what it was. And, and the athlete will, will, what's it corroborate my story too. If I use that word, right. Because it was, it was, it was so phony. Aaron, I think you can go ahead and clear your schedule on Thursday nights. We're going to need you. Yeah, that'd be great. Whatever you guys need. I'm here for it. And so like we mentioned last episode, Aaron, we we thought about doing, we kind of did this at the beginning, the first four episodes mm-hmm. where we asked questions, got to know each other, but now we're doing an actual real deal newlywed game. So it's, I got to answer questions about Lund. Walsh has to answer questions about Dustin to see who knows their their life partner better. Because obviously <laughs> I live with Lund, I know him a lot. Walsh and Dustin have known each other since they were colleagues in grade seven. So <laughs> there's a, a lot of history there. So that's it for me hosting this. It, it's all it's all in your hands and we're looking forward to this. All right. Well, I've kept them podcast appropriate, but I do have an extensive list of questions I'd like to ask you guys around a fire one night that are less podcast appropriate. I don't know. We've said the word pooey like 10 times in this <laughs> podcast today, so it's it's fine. All right. Well, I don't I feel like Whoever wins is only going to have two points. These are going to be pretty tricky, but um, I'll give bonus points if you're extra funny. Am I allowed to do that? You're the boss. Yeah, you're the boss. All right. Question number one. What is your partner's quarantine nickname? That is the way that they feel right now and the last thing that they ate. So if you're like a melancholy sourdough. (laughs) That is going to be hard. Mm-hmm. I said sexy chicken. <laughs> oh, that would, that's much better. I said sassy pizza. Oh, I almost put pizza too. <laughs> you you guys live together. Do yeah, but not- I'm down here. Like I'm down here getting ready and he eats right. whatever. So I don't watch I- him eat. Just sleep. <laughs> yeah. I said happy chips. Ooh. <laughs> I almost went happy too. Shoot. <laughs> I went. Well, now he's sad. Dumb BLT. <laughs> oh, why do you go for Dustin, BLT? Right I don't know now? why you keep saying you're dumb. Um, all right, so zeros across the board. Zero zero. What is your partner's everyday superpower? So that's like my everyday superpower is even though I have the palate of a four-year-old child, my superpower is the ability to take any shot, no matter how gross, and do it with a straight face. 
So what's wow, that everyday superpower? Oh, it's tough when you have so many, Len. Yeah. I feel like I know Dustin. So if doesn't, Dustin doesn't write down what I'm thinking, then... <laughs> I don't think I wrote down what you're thinking. Now you confuse me. <laughs> well, don't listen to her. That's, yeah, I, I think I wrote down what Kevin wrote down. You pay though. attention to what I feel. All right, All Ted, right. what you got? I said putting up with Ted. Oh, that was a good one too. I said not not sweating the small no, stuff. No, I was going to put no pet peeves. <laughs> yeah, oh. the, yeah, I thought that's... Man. I was going to write down not giving a fuck, but it's PG, so, <laughs> so I'll just say it into the microphone. <laughs> I said chugging beer. Oh, yes, I, no. Yeah, I thought... All right, Kevin, I thought, you, I? I thought you were going to say chewing things. Oh, <laughs> my other one was going to be inhaling food, but <laughs> we I feel like we both missed an easy one there. Damn it. Oh, that's a good. But you chewing things question. isn't a superpower. That's just a weird thing you yeah, do. Yeah, I, I your, your ability beer. to chug beer is, yeah. is very is impressive. Incredible. Yeah. I made a mistake there. He can also <laughs> eat a Big Mac in three bites. So <laughs> see, like that's a superpower. <laughs> I agree. That is impressive. Yeah. Damn it. All right. Next question. What is their Starbucks coffee order? Oh, oh, Uh-oh. yeah. I don't. I haven't had this in a while. So, if you're like me at Starbucks, you just ask for a large coffee and don't buy into all the different ways that they size their coffee. And they won't sell it to you. Maybe. I know. I used to go to Starbucks with orders from people and think I was getting a practical joke played on me. <laughs> all right. I don't know. This is just. I just another shot in the dark. A caramel macchiato. That's close. Mocha fra- frappuccino. That's not close at all. That's close. <laughs> one's, a, one's a hot drink and one's a cold drink. Man, I'm trying to be supportive yeah, right here. Hot and cold, just like your relationship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Hey, without the lows, you can't have the highs. All right. I said I said a large black coffee with ice cubes. <laughs> <laughs> that's a... Yeah. I've had to get them that before. Uh, I know. Okay. So... I'll see if you give it to him. So I said from Starbucks, I get the blonde black. No way. How? Okay. Yeah. I'll give it to you. Hey, Honestly, God. just so what? we're on the board here. Yeah. I do think. Yeah. I mean, it's black coffee. Yeah. What's a blonde yeah. black? Well, they, it's they just give the type blonde. of roast. That's when a blonde girl gives you your black coffee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite. Oh, right. you're a brunette. You can't serve me today, ma'am. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, I can't. What am I supposed to bring Dustin? Yeah. <laughs> All right. This one, I'm going to separate out a little bit because I feel like that's the best way to do this. Ted, what is the worst thing that Lund has ever cooked? And Walsh, what is the grossest thing you've ever seen Dustin eat? So Dustin, what's the grossest thing that Walsh has seen you eat? Lun, what's the grossest thing that Ted would know you've cooked? I think Ted and Lun might get this Yeah, I think that's a layup for those guys. You know, there's actually a couple. So we'll see if we're on the same page. I said his, we even talked about it in the interview with Louie, his salmonella crockpot chicken. I put crockpot chicken. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, Walshie, I'm between two. (laughs) I think I might have went the other one that you wrote down. (laughs) I guess we'll see. Uh, I I, I said his own hair. Oh! Oh, I had that written down. Yeah. Oh, what did you write? Well, show us what you wrote. Paper. Oh, that is not grosser than hair. 
I knew. I, I thought. I thought you guys were gonna get that too. I. Oh, I, was I had it written down. Yeah. I just. Yeah, damn. It. That was that hard. A lot of questions. There was a lot of that. options that I had to go through in yeah. my head there. The only thing, as long as you didn't write down <laughs> vegetable, you had a chance. Yeah, I know. I knew that wasn't it. Because he's never eaten one. Damn it. All right. To follow up on the food theme, what would your partner bring to a dinner party? And to be fair, it's been over a year since anybody's been to a dinner party. So I imagine your dinner party skills are probably a little rusty. I think Lund and Ted have a dinner party every night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're not invited, Kevin. Well, I wouldn't come anyways. This is against the rules. Good. <laughs> I guess I guess we're all on the same page. Though. I don't know. I, I'm not going to give you a lot of credit, Lund. I, I don't think you'd cook. So I said he would bring ice. <laughs> well, you're on the right track. I said KFC. 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 Three letters. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I could maybe I could maybe change this to. Oh, I thought you had it there for a sec. Uh, All right, I said warm beer, beer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Walshy. Oh, damn it. Love it. Two to one. I gotta say, if there's anything about Dustin, it's if you invite him over for a board game night, he always brings beer, and it never. It it was never in a fridge. Before it got there, <laughs> and he never puts it in the fridge when he gets here. He just puts it on the floor and lets it sit yeah. there for four hours. He might even throw it in the oven for a few minutes, too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Hey, it's the best way to go home with a full case of beer. Yeah. So. Hey, that's a smart thing to do. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of beer leaving this house afterwards. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is your partner's boxing match entrance song. So London Dustin, they're about to duke it out. What are they? What's their hype song? What do they walk into? That's so, so easy for Dustin. Do I get points if I guess Dustin's right? Is it? (laughs) I'll give you a quarter point, Ted, if you guess Dustin's. I don't know if I have is, but I know what it should be. Oh, there's so many good ones too. I'm just going to go with one I know we both enjoy together and hope for the best. Oh. I'm ready to give you a point, Ted, so. Yeah, I'm ready. I don't think I, I don't, don't think, think it'll so. be this I time. I don't think so. Uh, I just, I took a shot in the dark. I know he loves it. It's Truth Hurts by Lizzo. Oh, yeah, that would have been a good one. <laughs> Party in the USA oh. by Miley Cyrus. I should have thought. And just for a bonus point, maybe we'll see. Don't say anything. I think, I think Dustin's entrance song would have been Timber by Kesha and Pitbull. Timber. <laughs> Timber. Guys. <laughs> we got a quarter uh, of a point. They got a quarter of a point. Yeah. Right. So it's three, two, that one, one and a quarter. Out of boy, Walshy. Everyone know no one knows what Lund's Lund has a lot of songs. I would have got Lund party going. in the USA for Lundy. Would you? Uh. Yeah. All right. You're all shipwrecked on an island. Oh no. What role does your partner play? You're, on, you're shipwrecked on an island. You all have to have jobs. You've all got to be responsible for something. What are they going to be doing? Not what you want them to do. What do you know they're going to be doing? What jobs are they going to assign themselves? Master of tanning? That's his job? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you make it look so easy. It doesn't feel like work for Lund. <laughs> oh, if you're giggling. <laughs> you're, yeah, don't put down what you had down. <laughs> I, I don't know. I said your Lund is going to find a way to make alcohol. I was going to be master of finding shade. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I wasn't even close. We're not on the same page at all. Way off. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right. Uh, the, the first one is my answer, but I have two answers. The bad idea guy. Uh-huh. Or, or he's planning the next Chubbs golf tournament. <laughs> oh, my God. So, Aaron, I'll leave it up to you. I put the first, the top one's me, and I thought Wall should be the fireman. So, I, I said I would plan a game. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to give you guys a quarter point. Walsh would have been the fire fire guy, though. Yeah, sure. that's what I th- had for Lund, and I knew he would. Then I realized he's not going to put that. Oh, I was going to put that, and then I realized you'd never give me credit for putting that. Damn it. So. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to give Lund credit for being a fire guy. We are. It sounds man, like man, if you guys issues. just respected each other, you'd do a lot better in this game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it sounds That sounds hard. Yeah. All right. Got, All right. Got to run the table here. An easy layup, hopefully. Uh, what is your, who is your partner's? Favorite Ninja Turtle. Is it bonus points if you spell it right? I was just going to say, I, I, can't, I look forward to all the spellings of these, including my own. Yeah, phonetic spelling is fine. I mean, there's only one right answer and you should all be writing it down. Uh, okay, I, I said Michelangelo, Michelangelo, whatever his name is. Michelangelo, come on. Raphael. Why would you pick <laughs> Raphael? Nobody likes Raphael. Raphael doesn't even like Raphael. Raphael is a lone wolf. Goes on his own. Gets he's the a job dark, done. Yeah, that's not he's you. He's a dark, brooding asshole. That's oh, not you, right? You, you are Michelangelo. Yeah. I didn't ask who they were. I asked their favorite. Yeah. 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 I said Michelangelo too. All right. Four and a quarter to one and a quarter. There's an opportunity for bonus points here based purely on how I'm feeling at the moment. So. All right. Oh, nice. All right. I, I feel like this is going to cause a domestic between Lund and Ted. I like it. Add it to the list. Yeah. It's okay. They have a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What is your partner's worst habit? So Lund's worst habit, Dustin's worst habit. You should know what this is. Well, you complain about so many things. That's so. true. Well, you did do a lot to complain about. I just wrote shoes because every time he comes in the goddamn door, he takes his shoes off right in the middle and I trip over them. One time I fell down the stairs because the shoes were right there in the middle. <laughs> you didn't fall down the stairs? Yeah, I did. And your shoes are always right in the middle too. No. I'm sure if I you go look, I'm sure if you go look right now, your shoes are gonna no. be right in the middle. No. What did you say, Lundy? Dirty kitchen. I was gonna put that, but I, I think I, I do I think it's pretty I good. do the same thing, yeah. Like I'm but no, it is the shoe right in the shoes? middle every time. Well, I gotta do the same thing with your shoes no, too. No, you don't. <laughs> yeah, I do. Can we move oh, on yet? Or? My shoes are never in the way. Well, now I'm purposely going to leave my shoes out. Just you to, won't have to because you do it anyways because you. you're an inconsiderate jerk. Yeah. Way to go, Aaron. Shoes. Uh, oh, my God. Honestly, I got one more question and I okay. now... Can no. I answer? No, now we got it out. Yeah, go ahead. All right. All right. Please. All right. Yeah, go ahead. Chewing random oh, things. I said twiddling my hair. Oh, oh, you twiddle your hair? That's just cute. I do. Yeah. yeah that's- that's really no points, but like maybe minus a quarter for London Ted. Cause yeah, <laughs> yeah that, take away that quarter point. Yeah. But yeah, it, that show, it shows that you have matured because before you would twiddle it so much and then you just rip it out and you'd eat it. <laughs> but now you just twiddle it. It's, you're growing up. Yay. Yay for adultism. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's a word, but yeah. All right. Well, we're going to now flip the coin here. What is the sweetest thing your partner has ever done for you? So, Ted, what's the sweetest thing Lund has ever done for you? 
Walsh, what's the <laughs> sweetest thing Dustin's ever done for you? I'm hoping it's like uh, tucking you into bed when you're sick and giving you a kiss on the forehead. Not, not quite that. Okay. I have to go with my Christmas present, the Golden Girls <laughs> mask. Yes. When he texted me and said, there's a gift for you on the table. I just put letting him move in. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. Up <laughs> well, until that point. Well, shoot. Letting him move in was just a business decision. That Golden Girls face mask was actually yeah. like the most thoughtful gift I've seen anybody get in a long time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know it was that good, but I'll yeah. take it. So we didn't get the points, but give us a quarter point at least, Aaron. <laughs> I'll give you that quarter point back. All right. All right. Okay. I, I, know, Tough, but fair. I know that Dustin has done many sweet things for me. But it's usually past midnight, so I don't remember any of them. So what starts that off? He brings me beer. Oh, I couldn't think of anything. I put befriended him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, back in grade seven when I was three feet tall. Befriended him. (laughs) All right. How many women has your partner taken to cilantro and chive to try the burger of the month? I said, I said two. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we did. We, we got I'll give it. You it. I said two as well. Oh, it was just one. Just Ashley. Okay. All right. Well, we'll give it everything we had. Yeah. Hey, you know what? We got at least at the very least, we got some things out on the table that we needed to say to each other. Yeah, and I learned you fell down the stairs. <laughs> I told you I did. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I thought you were just bullshit. No. <laughs> Who falls down the stairs? Someone who trips over shoes. I've learned that in addition to a lawyer, you guys also need a couples therapist. Yeah. We've, we've, that was like episode two. We talked about that. I mean, I've seen you fall up the stairs a couple times. Yeah. Going up the stairs is tricky, though. (laughs) (laughs) I'll give Lund that. It is harder. I've fallen up the stairs more than I've ever fallen down them. (laughs) Yeah. Like, especially if you're like excited to get upstairs and your, and your feet are moving faster than your brain. Yeah, and you just need need to get to bed. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Aaron. We we made it through Walsh. Big win there. It's a I think, huge uh, win, Walsh. Four yeah, and a quarter to two and a quarter. Hey, but you know what, Len? It's you're not predictable. You know that's a good thing. Yeah. It was fun. At least we got to do something together. Thank you, Aaron. I'm still gonna call you coworker, Aaron, because I just can't not. And I guess I'm gonna keep blowing up your phone for life advice because it's 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 not going great. <laughs> <laughs> But you already knew that. No, I am honored to be here again and to run this game. And I hope I did it justice because uh, honestly, what the people want is more Netflix or nonsense. And if you don't bring that game back, I as a podcast fan and listener will be very sad. So more <laughs> Netflix or nonsense, please. I do have a game suggestion uh, for the next round. If you guys need a little bit to uh, continue on this newlyweds idea, our friend Joe, Ted, uh, has suggested that you guys do questions about the wedding traditions, whether they're made up or real, and the anniversaries. So like first anniversary, is it paper? Is it metal? Is it whatever? You could really carry it on. So Joe Joe has suggested that for you guys. Yeah, mar- marriage marriage questions are really good for me. I'm an <laughs> expert. I can tell you the, what the first anniversary is, and the third anniversary present is a court date, <laughs> I believe. <Yeah. laughs> 
Thank you, Aaron. Uh, it was great again to have you join us. Maybe we won't wait six episodes. Obviously, we want to get you in the studio with us too. So hopefully that's coming soon. And But we're going to stick around, stick around because we're going to let you do some final thoughts as well. I didn't tell you you were going to do this so you can go last. But first, as we get to the end of the episode, thank you everyone again for hanging on. Uh, man, this was all over the place again. Thank you to our episode sponsor, Louis Corvo, Warren Sinclair, LLP. Thanks, Louis. Yeah. <laughs> And one more time, what's that saying? Uh, when your marriage gets pooey, call Louie. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Louie, again. It was great hanging out with you. And as always, thank you to our presenting sponsor, Bose Bar and Stage. And yeah, with that, we'll, we'll go to you three and Aaron for some final remarks. Uh, yeah, I'll start. Uh, <laughs> uh, for those of you uh, that are having trouble doing stairs... I mean, it's not that tough. You just put one foot in front of the other and you go up or down. So I don't know what Ted's big deal about going downstairs is. It's not the stairs. It's the shoes at the top. Yeah. A big whoop. A pair of shoes. <laughs> causing a whole bunch of ruckus. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'll, I'll do my best to move my shoes going forward. Thank you. That's all I needed to hear from you. Yeah, but if I see your shoes, if I see one pair of shoes at a place, I'm throwing them out in the yeah. front lawn. Yeah, that's that's fine. I'm talking about right in the middle, right when you walk in the door and yeah. take them off and don't even move them to the side. Okay. Yeah. Hey, it's fair. No, we're hey, we're we're establishing ground rules. Okay, we should have done this three years ago. <laughs> I tr I tried. Should have wrote it into the <laughs> lease agreement. We should have a lease agreement. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's your fault. Next. <laughs> yeah. Thanks everybody for listening through these two blabber on about shoes for the last twenty minutes. Thanks a lot, Aaron. I think what I learned tonight is me and Walshy have a great relationship and I'm looking forward to continuing our friendship for, for many more years. And, uh, would you listen to this guy suck oh, up again? Yeah, no, oh it's fine. It's, don't, don't forget mother's day. Oh yeah. No, if, uh, you know, we're heading into the May long weekend here. Hopefully you're enjoying it. Traveling somewhere after these restrictions, hopefully have eased and, uh, yeah, check out our YouTube page and hit the subscribe button for us. Help us out a lot. And and uh, I think uh, we have a few openings for episode sponsors as we you know move closer to fall winter. So if you're ever looking to get your business out there and chat with the boys and Aaron on, ep on some, <laughs> some episodes, uh, DM Teddy and, and he'll get you some information. So again, just thanks to everyone for listening and, and the sponsors and partners that we have so far. Uh, yeah, just thanks to everyone. I had a lot of fun tonight. Thank you, Aaron, for joining us. I really enjoyed our in-person inter interview with Louie. I've missed the last few, so it was really nice to see you guys. I just want to congratulate you guys on 11 amazing episodes. Like Dustin said, for any sponsors out there, hey, I'm available for ad reads anytime. No problem. Love to jump on. And uh, yeah, thank you guys for having me on again. It was uh, really, It was really nice to see you all even if it's still virtually. Yeah, the weather kind of threw us for a loop. We were going to try and have a backyard hang, but next time or in the summer, maybe, hey, maybe we get out on a boat this summer to do an episode too. And I know I know, Lund might get his wiener boat out. Yes, <laughs> wiener boat. <laughs> and cook some hot dogs on the boat. And that's why we call it the wiener boat. <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah, that's, that's I was right waiting now. for, what the hell is that boat? <laughs> But but really, thank you, Aaron. You know, it, it was a little little bit late too on a Thursday night for you to join us. So we always appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I guess you've shown London and I we've got some issues to work out. But thank you for joining us, and thank you everyone again. As Dustin mentioned, uh, social media as always give us a follow. Help us pump that logarithm up hard. So. <laughs> 
Follow us on social media. <laughs> Subscribe on YouTube. Logs. Be part of the log squad. Yeah. Come on, log squad. <laughs> swipe swipe up. Swipe up. <laughs> but really, thank you again, everyone. Can't wait to see you all for episode 12. And I guess I'll just end off by saying, since I have the final word, that I'm right about the shoe thing. God damn it.